This is the BJJ Tap Podcast. I'm your host, Mose Jones Yellen, training at Team Link in Hooksit, New Hampshire. Team Link. I'm a purple belt. And this is episode five. It's the second half of my interview with JT Torres. JT. Most of you will know who JT is. He's a, I don't know, he's a legendary competitor. Gi, no gi, ADCC champion. Just been in the game for ages and been a dominant figure on the mats uh, since day one, really. Recently married. To YOLO. The owner, head instructor of Essential Jiu-Jitsu in Hartsdale, New York. It's a beautiful gym. That's where this conversation took place. It was after the competition class. He had ragdolled me around the floor for a while. It was tough. At the time, he was preparing for a Polaris event, squad versus squad, right? Brits versus Yanks um, overseas. Unfortunately, he ended up not competing in that event due to, I don't know, the complexities of international grappling during a pandemic Hashtag everything that's been going on, trademark, whatever. Shout out to the CME. Things happen. If you haven't seen the event, it's on uh, Fight Pass. There's a bunch of excellent matches. The whole thing, the whole tournament style, squad versus squad, kind of brings an extra, you know, an extra drama to it. Uh, plus, top-notch competitors. Uh, Ross Nichols was there, Nathan Orchard, Darrell O'Connell. Um, Robert Jimenez Roberto Who is just fluid as all get out Jimenez I'd watch that guy grapple all day And uh, so if you haven't seen it Go check it out JT is not there But uh, but the event is still uh, still top notch And you know I'm all for supporting pro grappling events So this episode picks up just as I'm asking JT About his favorite recovery methods And it, it piggybacks on a ton of interesting stuff from the last show. In this half of the interview, we get into how JT goes about studying jujitsu, how he teaches uh, one of his signature techniques, a takedown that he's used effectively at all levels. We get into the, the specific drills and methods he uses to teach some of his signature techniques. We get a couple lightning round questions, and overall, it's just it's a good conversation. It's a good show. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Before we get into it, one housekeeping thing. I want to let you guys know, anyone who's listening, that this show will not have a regular schedule to it. Uh, I know that that's one of the basic characteristics of like every successful podcast is they come out on a schedule, but I don't have it in me. So I'm shooting for, you know, 10 episodes a year or so, but they're going to come out intermittently. Sporadically. If you enjoy this at all, please subscribe. Please share it with your training partners, your other grappling buddies, whatever, and uh, and be a little patient because I have a dozen ideas for for other shows, but it's going to take some time to to put them all together. So, um, without further ado, please enjoy the second half of my interview with JT Torres. What do you like for recovery? Oh man. Um Swimming. Swimming's nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where right. it's like, you know, n but not like a pool workout. Like, oh, no, just no, no. swimming. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, well, I'll go to, you know, we got Lifetime Fitness here. Well, I'll go to the gym, mm -hmm. jump in the pool. They got a nice yeah. outdoor pool, and I'll just mm -hmm. swim around mm -hmm. where I'm still being active, but, mm -hmm. you know, now. And it's easy on the body, too. Swimming is nice and easy on the body. Any, uh, any sauna use? I like the sauna. Yeah. I like the sauna. But do you make a point of, like, 
sauning yes. a couple times a week. No, I definitely do. It, yeah. it helps me control my weight too, leading up to those tournaments. So yeah. I don't like it to cut weight. I try not to use it to cut weight. I'm trying to make my weight with I've a good diet. Definitely cut weight in a sauna. Yeah, yeah, I have to, and it's horrible. <laughs> but swimming. Swimming's Swim, good, man. Swimming's a good way to go. Any yeah. any like body work, massage type stuff. So my coach, Coach John, actually, shout out to Coach John. Shout He's out to always coach giving John. me uh, the rollout. So we call it the rollout after mm-hmm. after training, man. Where he's just stretching me all my limbs, and it's a little painful sometimes. But yeah. after it's over with, it feels good. He's stretching right. my arms, my legs, my knees, mm-hmm. my elbows, my shoulders mm-hmm. out. He used the little roller thing, which is painful. I wish I had been there to see the rollout. Maybe get the rollout on tape. I would. I would love to know what that little physical practice looks like. Sometimes he uses a lacrosse ball to get oh, really in there. I I don't travel without a lacrosse ball. You gotta, it's it's a, key, the man. Lacrosse ball. Yeah, it's key. Is, is a is a lifesaver. Yeah, I hear it's you. It's key. So we do a lot of that. Um, it, it definitely makes a difference. And Coach John was one of the key pieces. He's I think your strength and conditioning coach. Strength conditioning back. coach and wrestling coach. And wrestling coach. Yep. And and he was one of the key pieces of that success in twenty seventeen, right? Hundred percent. It was it was Coach John and like a handful of purple belts. 100%. And uh you were doing it Hodger Gracie style, like on on you know, new yeah. new uh new digs, sleeping, yeah. sleeping, taking naps in no AC. No AC, man, no blinds in here Getting either, it man. Done. It's greenhouse Getting effect. It done. JT living living like a savage. Yeah, that's what you gotta do, Excellent. baby. Let's go. All right, let me hit two more yeah. of these uh, lightning Let's round questions. All right, if you were going to visit a gym, not Atos HQ, and train for a year, what gym would it be? If I had to visit a gym for a year? If you had the opportunity. Don't make it sound like a torture. There's, there's a <laughs> lot of good gyms out there. No, there's a lot of great yeah, gyms out there. Great, Absolutely. Exactly. You know? Oh, man. For a year, what would it be? For a year. Think about it. You got to live, you know, wherever this gym is located. It's not just what's happening in the gym, but, you know. I'm, I'm assuming your wife would join you. Yeah, yeah. Where does yeah. she want to be for a year? Oh, man. What would it be? Um, you know what? I really liked her style. I think we have a similar style. And I like where they're at in Brazil. I think it would be cool to go check out GF Team yeah. in Rio. Yeah. That would be pretty, pretty cool. I think, I think that yeah. would be excellent. That's yeah. a wonderful choice. All right. Second question for our lightning round. Maybe the fourth question, actually, for later on. Okay. Pick one of your tattoos. When did you get it? Why did you get it? So one of my tattoos. So I got a little 17 mm. up by my tricep. Mm-hmm. And that 17 represents ADCC 2017. All right. So that was a milestone in my life. There you go. I felt that. Can I see, can I see that? Yeah, Can you yeah, roll that sleeve yeah. up a little bit? Yeah. There's the 17. There's the 17. A little shading from the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. So when I got that tattoo... It was to represent that moment mm. where, yeah, of course, I've won other major titles leading up to that. But that title, when I finally broke through, that's when I felt I broke through into the history books and cemented myself as one of the best grapplers yeah. to do it. Yeah. Dude, that ACC title. Yeah. Not many und- people. Not undeniable. Many people, yeah. Not many people win ADCC, yeah. man. It's very difficult to win that tournament. Yeah. And now to have won it back to back, and still two-time yeah. champion, man, it's yeah. uh, unbelievable, and it's uh, it's amazing. It's a short list. Yeah, 
All right. So tell me about these sneakers you're wearing. I noticed them earlier. They're looking super clean. I may be embarrassed for my... I got some old no, Sarkonese. I'm digging it. I'm digging but, uh, it. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm going barefoot at the moment. But but JT has these Nikes. Tell me about these, these so super these, whites. So these Nikes, these are the Air Max Plus. The shoe that became infamous in Australia amongst gang cultures to the point where the shoe actually got banned from nightclubs. You know things are out of line when people start banning certain articles of clothing. This is according to Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. I love them. I love them. And actually... What year they come out? Um, I, maybe like I got these like a year or two ago. But these, okay. these sneakers are always available. These are, you can go into any sneaker store and find them. These are not mm-hmm. one of my most sought out ones. I do have a wide, big collection. Well, give, give me uh, some of the highlights of that collection. And I got... Um, so my favorite pair of sneakers is the Jordan 1. My favorite model. I got... Undeniable. Yeah, I got I got all the staples. You know, I got you know I got I got, <laughs> got the, the staples. Yeah, I got all the staples. I got the breads, shadows, right. the royals. I got the Chicago's. Right. Uh, I got the black toes. I got uh, shatter backboards, the 1.0s and the 3.0s. For those who there know what go. I'm talking about there out there, um, I got a lot of sneakers, man. I also got I'm also a big fan of the fours. I got the white cement fours, um, cool gray fours. I got black cement threes. I love the threes too. Oh, yeah? Yes, ones, threes, and fours are probably my favorite models ever. All right, I'll be honest, you're out of my league right now, but I appreciate <laughs> that you can go very deep in the sneaker yeah. culture. I'm like, yeah, I'm like all right, that just sounds yeah. like it means something, but I don't really know. Yeah, man, right. I'm, a, I'm a big fan. So when you're I grew, a sneakerhead. I'm a sneakerhead, man. I yeah. grew, you know, born and raised in New York. I was, I lived in the Bronx until I was like 11 years old, but South, you know, South Bronx. being in the city as a kid and then moving up into you know, the suburbs, Rockland County, New York. Um, I, I had a, I've always gravitated towards like basketball culture. Yeah. And, and skater. And skater culture. Yeah, that's what man. it sounded like, right. Big time. Yeah. Big time. And those two cultures, a big thing in those two cultures the are, kicks. are the kicks, man. Yeah. Sneakers. So at a young age, I remember I, I always loved mm-hmm. sneakers, man. I obviously as a kid I couldn't buy sneakers for myself so I would beg my parents and my parents did the best they could but they couldn't hook me up as much as I wanted to be hooked up right and I remember growing Bro, up brother had to hook I, himself up yeah 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 man they gotta pay the mortgage first right but I remember as a kid telling myself one day when I'm able to make money I'm gonna buy myself all the sneakers I've ever wanted yeah and now I'm in a position where I can buy myself some sneakers here. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank Respect you. to Appreciate that, it, man. dude. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. So another lightning round question. If you're going to magically transfer your your level of jujitsu skills to mm-hmm. some other activity, what, what activity would it be? If I was to transfer my skills yeah. to another activity? World champion black belt jujitsu, gone. But world champion black belt level of anything? something, anything, anything else. I would say designing. What kind of design? I, I love fashion, yeah. architect. And nice. I've always appreciated, too, um, cool furniture and, and tables. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, especially watching Polish Hammer work, man. Like, I'm like, man, it's, well, it's, 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 that's a, that's a there's freaking something to be said. skill, man. I'm going to go back to Polaris, right? Yeah, so yeah. the lineup for Polaris has a bunch of people on it. Who's in the show? Darryl O'Connell, Ross Nichols, Daniel Strauss. Jed Hugh, Bradley Hill, Ellis Younger, Kieran Davern, Ben Dyson for the Americans, Hunter Colvin, Roberto Jimenez, Richie Martinez, Nick Ronan, Nathan Orchard, William Tackett, Gio Martinez, Adam 
Benayoun. Do you get like excited to roll up against people like that again? Because you've had matches with like Ross Nichols. Like you've, yeah, yeah. you've met Ross Nichols yeah, on, the, in yeah. the, on the mat. We've trained together too. Yeah. So, uh, so knowing that he's he's across the bracket, like, what do you think about that? Uh, you know, I just, it's, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's just, yeah. it's, it's. Not, I don't want to say I'm indifferent to it, but <laughs> it, it, it. I think at this point in my career, it doesn't matter who's across mm-hmm. the mat. I'm still going to go there with the same intentions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then, so then, so then, another nuance to that. Like, did you train with the the Rotolo twins when you? I, were, I have were, actually. What are your thoughts on like, uh, like, they they are they are scary competitors. They it are is man. Like mad props to people with that depth of knowledge at that early they age. They are man. And they're like starting to get their like, uh, you know, their their grown man strength is going to be coming in soon. You like, know what it is about them? They're fearless, man. Yeah. They're fearless. Yeah. That's their biggest attribute, I think, at this point. I mean, of course, they're skilled they're, and they're talented and yeah. they work hard and all that stuff. But on top of everything, man, they're fearless. Yeah. They're not afraid, man. They'll go out there and scrap anybody. Yeah. I, that, that'll, take you, that'll take you far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wanted to bring up Polaris got pushed back a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, how do they let you know? Do they, do they like, reach out to you per, before yeah. it hits the news? Yeah, they... they emailed me mm-hmm. saying that if I was still available to do it if it got pushed back to August 7th yeah so they checked in and I said yeah yeah you know and um, I had an idea it was going to happen just because of uh, the travel restrictions they, they, they told us about prior they're like yeah you know if you guys come out here you guys can't do seminars yeah which they're keeping like, it restricted. Yeah, there, no, no seminars. You can't leave your hotel room. So normally you would have packed a couple seminars front and back yeah, there. Yeah, I mean that's that's the cool thing about traveling for jiu-jitsu events too like you know, a lot, of, a lot of jiu-jitsu competitors that have a good following make good money doing seminars. Yeah. And especially when they get a chance to visit another country, people there want to do seminars. Like when they announced Polaris, I had so many gyms reach out to me. Can we do a seminar? You know, you're going to be in the UK. Right. You know, right. Which is great for them and great for me. Right. right. We don't get a chance to well, link up too often. Well, and yeah, and the reality is, like, for a lot of it, you have a successful school going, but for several of those competitors, it's just all seminars and it's competing all seminars for them. and and whatever they can win in competition, yeah. and then teaching yeah. classes in their own. You know, exactly. a lot of them are like doing the kids program or whatever, and uh, yeah, there's not a lot of uh, sources of revenue. They broke, son. Jiu-Jitsu players are broke. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so Polaris. So they pushed it back. They let you know before, or they asked if you if it works for yeah. you before they made the decision. That's nice. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the way it should go. How, do you remember how they reached out to you in the beginning to say, hey, you know, we're, ha- we're scheduling this event. Is this something that you could be a part of? Was there like a negotiation process? No, that? no. So Polaris, um, I believe that Tatami and Scramble worked together to put this event on. I could be wrong. They have a lot of logos yeah. On the Polaris yeah. shows. So, yeah, I wouldn't so, be surprised. So, Tatami has been sponsoring me for the last 10 years. Forever. We've been together for a long time. Respect. And they've been asking me to be on the on the show for a few times in the past. And yeah. every time they've asked me, something just didn't work out and I couldn't do it. So, when they asked me to compete this time around, I haven't competed in a year and a half because of COVID, right? Yeah. Um, so, I said, you know what? There's, you know, what better way to get back into it? By doing this. Yeah. So I said, yeah, right. let's do it. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't hurt. Like, in terms of, like, conditioning, like, 
It's nice to be shorter rounds. Yeah, exactly. It's nice, like, maximum. If you got on the mat first and ran through five guys, that's that's as many matches as you right, would exactly, expect to have. Exactly. So it's like, it's a reasonable it's good. jumping yeah. back in point. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me grab another question. What fitness equipment do you have at home? You got mats? Uh, so weights? I have mats, dumbbells, bands, all that stuff. So what we did, I have a uh, two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. So during the pandemic, during the lockdown, I cleared out the second bedroom, and I have an attic, thank God. So we'll, I took down the bed and, you know, mattress, and I put everything, just stuffed it into the attic, and I brought and I bought, actually, rollout mats. Yeah. Uh, like wrestling mats? Or jiu-jitsu mats. Jiu-jitsu mats? Yeah, yeah the rollout ones, like with the Dalmer ones. With the Dalmer ones yep. with the cuts? Yes, yeah, 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 right. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I basically made that into a dojo yeah. for like four months. On the w- mats on the walls too? No, um, just the floor. Okay. Just the floor. Nothing just, crazy. Nothing right. crazy. Yeah, just the floor. Just the floor. And what I did too, I actually had puzzle mats too. Like, you know, when you go to like a, a, like a gym, like a gym gym mm-hmm. with weights and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know how they have like that? That rubber floor. Yeah. So yeah. I went and bought like that, that flooring from like a sporting goods store. And yeah. then I put that on the floor and yeah. the mats. Yeah. So it worked right. out really nice actually. So you got mats, you got dumbbells, you got bands. Yeah. Uh, any kettlebell type stuff? I don't have any kettlebells. Sandbags, uh, uh, no. med balls, doing any? No. Doing any uh, okay. Nothing like, like that. No just battle a, battle ropes. On no, the, no, on the, just on the, the front bare line. essentials okay. we had, right. and I made like a grappling dummy too. Yeah, I got a, I got a grappling dummy. Yeah. I got a grappling dummy that I made. I made it years and years ago, and I had to move it from house to house. And every time I'm like, I could this put this. Heavy, man. I'll put this grappling dummy like in this in this <laughs> giant duffel bag, so people don't look at me weird. So this guy's carrying a body around, man. I'm like, shh, don't don't tell the neighbors. <laughs> so here's here's a a question I did want to get to. Uh, I wanted to talk about your process for studying okay. uh, jujitsu, and I yeah. wanted like to think about maybe two different scenarios. Like one scenario, like how do you go about studying? Uh, you know a specific technique or position like you know new technique on the scene people are like oh this is great whatever how do you go about t- studying that versus how do you go about studying a specific competitor that you might be looking to face in an upcoming event like- so uh when i'm studying for like uh, studying a new position yeah i try to find the guys who are best at doing it right and what i try to do this is what i like to do personally i like to find competition footage of them doing it against another high-level competitor, mm-hmm. then you know it's really, really right, good work, right, right? Right, And I enjoy breaking down techniques like that. And the same deal when, when studying an opponent. I'll watch their matches, and I'll try to pinpoint what their strong points are so I know how to avoid them, or if I do get into those positions, how to beat them in those positions, how to nullify them or reverse them. So let's, let's talk a little bit more specifically about... Uh, watching competition footage and identifying someone's strong points how does that how does that work what specifically are you looking for when you're looking for someone's strong point so i'm looking for the specific grips they like to use to set up their attacks yeah everything starts with grips yeah everything whether it's gi or no gi everything starts with grips right you can't just come flying into somebody usually set up with grips yeah either a necktie or a wrist grab or a sleeve grip or something. a collar grip a belt grip something connection Connection. Where are they looking to connect? Where are they looking to connect onto yeah. my body yeah. and on what side? Which hand do they favor? Which grip? Mm-hmm. Which lapel do they like? Mm-hmm. So little things like that make a difference. And when you, when you take someone off their groove by just taking away one grip, mm. throws a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. Like if if you like grabbing 
with your right hand and I force you to grab with your left, it may throw you off. Oh, right? yeah. So I like to do things like that when studying. I like to find little little things like that. Not just like, hey, yeah, this guy has a good arm bar. All right, let's avoid arm bars. All right, go in there. Avoid. No, no, no. You got to go. Yeah. It's all about the small details. Yeah. We got to train a little bit yeah. earlier. And we were talking as we rolled or as we drilled. You have a real signature arm drag, leg inside leg trip, yep. double leg. How did you drill that for yourself is one question. And then how do you teach that to your students, that particular sequence? So what, so the way I drill it, yeah. the way I drill that technique and the way I teach my students the technique, I, I always tell them, look, it has to be done all in one move. It, it's, it's a hard technique to break it down to pieces or, or, or steps. It's, it's, it's a fast technique and it works well when it's done at 110%. Mm. So when I drill it, I personally drill it basically thinking like you're running through your opponent, mm -hmm. right? So you're not cutting a corner, you're not really uh, getting an angle, you're literally going straight through your partner. Now the goal is to lock their leg out with your hook that you make behind their leg so they have no option but to fall straight back and the reason why i actually like that is because in adcc for example if i take you down and if you turn away it's not a takedown no points no points so even if i even if you turn away and i get a seatbelt on you it's not a takedown yeah but the takedown i shoot when i take you down you're kind of pinned to your back and now that's two points so when i started drilling the takedown it was really because of ADCC. Yeah. I started watching a lot of Marcelo Garcia. The GOAT. Marcelo Garcia would do that arm drag. But he's, his is different. His is different, though, right. right? So his was where he fell to his hip and he would kind of try to drag the guy over and he would come up on the single leg or to the back. I liked the idea of it. Yeah. And then just looking at ADCC, looking at the rules and stuff like that, I'm like, you need a takedown that you can really pin somebody down with. And my first ADCC was 2011. And that's really when I started kind of piecing it all together for yeah. myself. Okay. And I, I don't know if I actually even hit that takedown my first ADCC, but I was working on it already. Yeah. Building it up. Yeah. Because it's all timing too with that takedown. You you got to have good timing on it, and you got to believe in it. So when you say it's all timing, are there cues? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's all about the footwork. You know, when you when you when I see one of those feet, a certain foot that I'm looking for get heavy. Game on. It ain't going to move. If, it, if, it, if it's heavy, you can hook it. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's like, it's like dancing, ballroom dancing. You got to move with your partner, right? So as I'm moving with my partner, I, I'm looking for a certain foot mm -hmm. to get heavy. And once mm -hmm. I see it get heavy, like you said, it's not yeah. moving. Yeah, right. No, that, that's, that's, a, that's a great way of thinking about it. And are there drills that you do with your students to help them get that timing? Absolutely. A lot of like um, shuffling drills. So grab your partner and shuffle with them side to side and just get in the habit of being able to move your partner and getting them to step with the foot that you want them to step with. Judo right? style. Judo style. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A, exactly. Lot, a lot of that in judo. A whole ton of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you have some judo background and some of the, some of the black belt jujitsu guys who you've trained with uh, have been judo, have been experienced in judo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, I had the opportunity to train judo for a couple of years when I was living out in San Diego. I actually got my brown bow in judo. Nice. And um, it's a 
it's a part of the game that I advise everybody to learn. Even if you don't want to learn throws or anything like that, just alone for the footwork and the grip fighting mm-hmm. is worth it. Mm-hmm. Yep, I totally agree. And judo has such a like if you if you study judo gyms and judo training, there is such a long history there and such a documentation of how they do things and why they do things that you can learn a lot from a couple years of judo. Whereas really with jujitsu, it's kind of hit and miss because jujitsu, the the teaching style of many schools is kind of just a loose curriculum. You get kind of random yeah, stuff. Yeah. Whereas judo, at least in my experience, is much more geared towards a structured teaching style that gets people to a certain level, you know, relatively quickly. For those conceptual things, you can get a lot of judo out of three years. 100%. Yeah. Man. I mean, you, 100%. Get a, you can get a lot of jujitsu out of three years too. I shouldn't... I but, but like you said though, jujitsu is still fairly new compared to judo. Completely. So... You know, and disorganized. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. So I mean, there's great instructors out there, obviously, but I'm sure there's a lot of not great instructors out there. Yeah, you know, oh, say yeah. who are probably teaching incorrect techniques or you know. The beautiful thing about jujitsu, in terms of ensuring that there's a certain level of quality, is that everybody rolls. Typically, everybody rolls. You get to see what works and what doesn't work. And if you're at a school where things aren't working, it's real obvious, you know? hundred percent, man. Yeah. All right. So I think I have another couple of lightning round okay. questions. Tell me something that you keep in your jujitsu bag or your gym bag that isn't really jujitsu related or something that people might not expect. That's not jujitsu related yeah. in my jujitsu bag? In your, or Yeah. Or in your gym bag. Like, I, you know, I'm sure... I imagine that you have a, a bag. I do. It's, yeah. it's right over there, actually. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you were right about that. Yeah. You got a bag over there. Um, man, the Dr. Broner soap. The Dr. Broners. Yeah, it's solid. Solid soap. Solid. You solid know, that's choice. not jujitsu related, right? Um, I guess that's the one thing in my bag that's not related to jujitsu. Well, cleanliness is. Yeah, yeah. Should, should people? Yeah. He didn't mean to say that. Cleanliness is related to jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. And but, I think, yeah, so Dr. Broner's. Is there anything, you, got, you got a second thought? There might be something else. A towel, man. Oh. A towel goes a long way. A towel goes a long way. A towel goes a long way. Have you, have you messed around with those microfiber ones? Or you keep straight cotton? Uh, I have messed around with the microfiber. I prefer the straight cotton. Uh, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have traveled with those, uh, those small little microfiber ones, but. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I like uh I like a, a straight cotton towel. But yeah, right. good soap can go a long way, man. Yeah, man. Armbar soap too. Shout out to the armbar soap. I always got a bar in there too. Dude, shout out to armbar. I see you wearing the shorts over here. <laughs> yeah. So let's bring that around. So uh, I know I know you've long term sponsorship with Tatami Fightwear. Want to give them a shout out? Yeah, shout out to Tatami, man. I mean, those guys have been with me for over ten years now. Before I was a champion. Yeah. Yeah. So I really appreciate their support and love, man. And they've that, treated us really well. That's awesome to have. And they're they're connected to this Polaris event coming up. Yeah. A lot of good stuff happening yep, there. Yep. And hooray for like pro grappling being an option. Hundred like, percent. More of that the better. I know you're also involved with Jiu Jitsu X. Yep. Yep. You got, an instru- you got a couple instructionals on there. Yeah, I have two. Yeah. Yeah, I have two. I, I have I was, a guard passing I, I and a guard gonna, one. I was going to try to go out on a limb and be like, oh, I don't really know what they are. <laughs> got you, man. Them. I got you. Thank you. Tell me, what, what were they again? So I got one on guard passing. Right. And then I got one on Delahiva X. 
De La Hiva X and guard passing. Sweet. Uh, I do have some of your BJJ fanatics. Thank you. you did a, Appreciate you did a, that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's excellent stuff. And it's a good, I think I've got like the top, like fundamental oh, at the yeah, top yeah, game. Yeah. It's a good, solid, like, uh, there's a lot of breadth in it. You know, you Appreciate get some, you get that. some options. So Thank you, it's man. Excellent stuff. And then I also know that there's an EJJ online yes. deal school. You yes. Want, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I have Essential Jiu-Jitsu Online mm -hmm. where basically I'm filming what I'm teaching in class every night, every yeah. week. Okay. And I'm just uploading that so you guys can get to see what we're working on you in get the, the academy. The full effect of full EJ. Effect. The full effect, mm -hmm. man. Mm-hmm. JT in the <laughs> in the gi or not? I guess I guess you probably both. Both. Yeah. Have a we full got schedule. gi. We got yeah. no gi in there. Yeah. Do it all, man. Sweet. And then you also have Jiu-Jitsu Fit, right? Yep. I saw that yep. pop up on my Google search. Yep. Looks like uh, you did not gain a bunch of weight over the over the pandemic. No, I stayed in shape. Man. Unlike unlike some people, yeah, I mean, yeah. I stayed fit, but I, I didn't I didn't lose any weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you didn't gain any. Uh, well, I mean. I gained a little bit. Oh, who did it? But, right? uh, exactly. But right, uh, we're back now. But but online uh, workouts of that sort of Tabata style with a timer hitting yeah. hitting yeah. alternate you know jujitsu specific movements. Um, They're tough, man. Will keep you fit for 100%. for grappling, which 100%. is nice. percent. All right. Are there any other things you would like to shout out before we wrap up? And just, you know, shout out to all my students at Essential who have stuck with me through thick and thin, man, who have been through the the ups and downs of the academy with me. Um, I just appreciate you guys. I, you know, I just appreciate the entire community out there, too, for being so uplifting and positive during the pandemic. Um, I think, you know, we need more people out there who are spreading positivity, especially in moments that are not so positive in the world, right? Um, so yeah, man, I, just, I appreciate everyone who, who who took time out of their day to send over a message or, uh, you know, a slight message even saying, keep going, man, don't give up. It means yeah. a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah, all right. That's a wonderful, that's a wonderful thought, a little appreciation. All right, we're going to wrap this up. This has been the BJJ Tap Podcast. I'm your host, Mose Jones-Yellen. I'm here with JT, Jonathan Torres, yes, Essential Jiu-Jitsu, Hartsdale, New York. It's a beautiful gym. Thank and, you. Uh, it's been, it's been, I'm glad I survived the training so that we could have this. I feel like it was a good conversation. Yeah, it was a great conversation. And, uh, man. So I'm, I'm really, thank you for letting me be here. Mose, I appreciate you. All right, awesome. Thank you. And, uh, and let's wrap it up. Hallelujah. Peace and love, guys. Peace and love. Peace. <laughs>is the show for today thank you so much for listening um and to the folks who have encouraged me to put this out thank you for your your nudges in the right direction all the folks who've helped out uh just i appreciate it it feels great um also mad props jt torres definitely visit his school if uh if you're in the area it's a beautiful spot essential be safe on the mats have fun rolling thank you for listening tell your jujitsu buddies about the show Join me next time. Later. Mm -hmm.